Hello, and welcome to The Power of Kids Books, where we believe books are a catalyst to inspire and empower change. I'm your host, Dori Durbin. Have you ever had a sneaking suspicion that you should write a kid's book, even though your career, training, and background might not fit the kid's book author mode? Well, if you've ever had even one iota that you should write, you're going to love our guest today. He's a supply technician, USAF Carolina Pines Lodging, a dad, and a former Air Force and Armament, Armament System Specialist who is now a kid's book author. Welcome, Douglas Berry. Wow, thanks for uh, having me on. Oh, thank you. Your character is so adorable. Your character is a rabbit named Jasper. Yes, ma'am. Thanks for thanks for that. I, when we developed Jasper, I told my illustrator, it's like, this has got to be the cutest bunny rabbit anybody has ever seen. I said, aside from anything else, we got to nail that rabbit. And does he look like the rabbit that actually inspired the story? Uh, yes and no. Um, the rabbit my son caught in the backyard was a wild rabbit, so it was all brown. Uh, that one spent the night in the house. But after that, when we let that one go, my son's like, Dad, I really want a pet rabbit. So we went out and we bought a, a rabbit, which is a Dutch rabbit. And he, uh, the character is the embodiment of our pet rabbit that we had uh, years ago. So, yeah, his image is, is forever ingrained in my books. I love that. I, and I was a former rabbit raiser, so I know exactly what you're talking about. And your rabbit does look like that. That, just orange. Yeah. That's great. Well, your background, we talked a little before we started recording. Your background is extensive. I mean, I had I had written down for you that you went from a poultry farm owning military family man to a children's book author. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I've kind of done a lot. And, uh, you know, that was on purpose because uh, I, I just like to try different stuff. Uh, as I like to say, uh, you don't, you know, there is no practice life. So just go out and get what you want this time around because yeah, there's not a second time. That's so true. And you didn't just try things. You were invested in them for years. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. A lot of commitment. That's for sure. Yeah. So, okay. So were you a poultry farmer first and then went into the military? Yeah. we. Uh, I was raised in Phillipsburg, New Jersey. Uh, and at about the age of 15, my family moved down to Maryland to be poultry farmers, something we'd never done before. My dad sold uh, insurance with Prudential. And all of a sudden, we decided we were going to just move down there and raise uh, chickens. Our chicken farm had about 45,000 chickens on it. And uh so that's where we were at there. Um, I always said we were reality, we, we were reality TV before reality TV because we really didn't know what we were doing. We just kind of learned <laughs> on the fly. That's a lot of chicken to not know what you're doing with. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, my uncle was down there. So he kind of like gave us a little push and kind of told us uh, what we needed to do. And uh, dad was a quick learner, thankfully. And uh, mm-hmm. it worked out for us for many years. And uh, so- I, I actually did about four years on the chicken farm, five years. And then I joined the Air Force. In Chris or Marion Station, Maryland, uh, you're either a truck farmer raising produce, a chicken farmer, or you work the uh, Chesapeake Bay and were a fisherman, a commercial fisherman. And uh, I learned by living there that I did not want to do any of those three things. And uh, so I figured out uh, maybe I should join the military instead and uh, see what I can do there as a career. And uh, that worked out really well for me. That was a, of uh, 20 years well spent. And I'm just fascinated. How did you end up in armament? Uh, I really wanted to go in as, because I'm a little bit of a gearhead. I wanted to go in as a, a jet engine mechanic, uh, you know, more power kind of thing. And uh, that job was closed down. And so I had to go in as an open mechanical field. And they just kind of put you where they saw fit, according to your ASVAD scores. 
And uh, they said, what do you want to be a, uh, an armament system specialist? This is what you do. And I'm like, well, that sounds cool. I'm still working on the planes so that, you know, if you're going to join the Air Force, you want to work on the planes. You don't want a desk job somewhere. So so I grabbed it. And uh, yeah, it was uh, a big learning curve. So do you see any parallels between the poultry farming, the military and children's book writing now that you've had time to kind of settle in? No, none. <laughs> <laughs> I was curious, I was thinking about, you know, like dedication, perseverance, but they're all quite different, really. Yeah, yeah, all three of those are uh, different. And uh, like, like I was telling you earlier, it's like, I really feel like God kind of put me on this path. Uh, when my kids were growing up, I was always reading children's books. And I thought to myself, it's like, maybe I could, maybe I could write one. I mean, but everything seemed done. And then when my son caught that rabbit in the backyard and brought it in, I looked at my wife, I'm like, there's the story. So it was really kind of like, God just kind of laid that in my lap and said, here you go. Here's an idea. Run with it. See how far you can go. And uh, so that's what I'm doing. That is amazing. I love that you you had just one incident that just was like the key to connecting everything for you. Because a lot of people feel like like maybe they could write a kid's book or they even have ideas about what their kids' books could be, but they don't get to the point where they actually take that risk and do it. And you had a rabbit of all things actually literally hop into your life and hop out that caused that story yeah. to, to come through. Yeah. Yeah. It was definitely uh, the process of writing a children's book. Uh, there's more to it than you would think uh, from the outside looking in. And uh, I learned a lot uh, from that first book. Now, did you have an editor working with you as you were actually writing or how, what was your process? Uh, not while I was writing after I was, after I wrote it and submitted it to Fulton Publishing, uh, it goes through editing and, and all that sort of thing uh, at that point. And, and thank goodness, because I think I was a C student in English my whole life growing up. So I need all the help I can get when it comes to editing. I think we all do. We all we all uh, want to save every word that we've come up with. And even if it's not right, it's our words, right? So it's hard to give that up. But um, no, that's For sure. it. Um, so with your background and being a dad as well, right? Um, what appealed to you about children's books that made you even want to write one? I think just the fact that I I read so many and I, I could see uh, like the joy on my kids' faces as I would read the stories. And uh, so if there's anything that led me that direction, that would be it. It's like, a, you know, just a, as I've said on other podcasts before, it's like to know that I can just quiet this noisy world down for kids for even if it's just five minutes. Mm -hmm. And yeah. uh, make them smile. That means a lot. Yeah. So for you, is it the connectedness, um, the opportunity for the connectedness between the parents, the kids, and the book? That, Like you said, sure. it's almost like it creates a little world for them separate. Exactly. Exactly. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. Yeah. Now you have two books, right? So you have one that is kind of the intro book and then one that is at the beach? Yeah. Yeah, I, there was never going to be a second book. There was going to be one and done. Uh, but instead of just selling the 30 copies I thought I was going to sell, uh, I sold about 500 and people started asking me, where's Jasper going to go next? And I'm like, wow, gave it absolutely no thought at all. But our family likes to vacation at the beach. And I'm like, all right, well, let's do a beach book. Everybody likes the beach. Kids love going to the beach. Uh, so we went that route. And uh, it was a little bit of a stretch to figure out how to get them these woodland critters to the beach, uh, <laughs> but we, we worked it out and, uh, and it seems like it's working out pretty good for sure. 
Yeah. So it's, you said something really interesting about that too. Um, so having a book led you to feedback from kids that led you to having another book, right? Right. Exactly. So have you, yeah. have you had the opportunity to read your beach book to kids yet? I have not. Now I've got, and we'll see if it comes through. I am scheduled at two elementary schools this month to go do my first live readings. Uh, I'm a little bit of an introvert when I get around groups of people. So we will see how this goes. Uh, I'm a little intimidated. There I say I'm intimidated by children, but I am. I'm a little intimidated. So we'll see how it goes. Well, let's see. You survived chickens and the military. I think you can handle these guys. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, what's interesting, too, is when you go in and you actually read to the kids, I'm sure they'll have new places for you to take Jasper and new ideas for you. And hopefully there'll be like, instead of just two or three smiles up at you, you're having a whole room full of smiles when you're done. So it'll be really good. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's a, that'll definitely let me know I'm heading in the right direction. But I, I mean, I pretty much already feel that way. I've, I've, the feedback I've gotten from the kids and I did a, uh, I did a vendor event where I signed my books and sold my books. And there were a lot of kids there. They had a, a jump, a bounce house and stuff there and everything. And all these kids coming up to me. Checking out Jasper and everything. One little girl said, why haven't I seen this rabbit in other books? Why, why am I just seeing it now? And I'm like, it's because I created him. I just, this, he's my, he's my creation. And she just got this big old wide eyed look on her face and that her folks came over and ended up buying some books. But I mean, that's, that's what you shoot for as, as a children's book author. I mean, that's what you want to see. That's the feedback and the review and everything all in one. And they just mm-hmm. let you know you're doing the right thing. Yeah. And those reviews are so hard to get. Um, they're hard to come by. And when you can have parents take that opportunity to do that for you, that it actually helps your book so much more in and gets it out there more into the future. Have you had a hard time getting reviews? Oh, I have. Yeah. It's uh, on Amazon. I, my first book's got about 35 or 36 reviews. My second book, I think, has, is set right now at 13. But yeah, I mean, I've, I'm posted on because I've got uh, Jasper has a Facebook page and I post it on there all the time. It's like, hey, you know, if you guys enjoy the book, make sure you go back to wherever you bought it from and, and, and put a review in there for me because we kind of live by that. Yeah. Uh, it, it, uh, the algorithm they use and everything to, to promote the books on Amazon, I'll focus on those reviews and the more reviews you have, the higher you get moved up in the algorithm. So it's it's pretty important. Yeah. And I know it takes time for people to do it, but it really does help the author. And I think in a, a strange sort of sideway, it encourages you to keep writing too, because people are appreciating yeah. what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, like we talked about before we came on, folks were already yeah. asking me about the third book. So we got the third book already written, getting ready to go out. And I've got ideas. The fourth book's going to be a Christmas book. The fifth book, I just had an epiphany the other day for a fifth book. Uh, folks have been asking me about doing something for handicapped kids. And I'm like, how do you handicap a, a wild animal? And uh, I got this brilliant idea. I don't know if I should say it or not, but I will because I'm not a smart man. But uh, oh. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a ground mole. He's going to come up out of his hole and lose because ground moles can't see on the surface. The sun's too bright, so basically blind. And he's not going to be able to find his way back to his den. So the, he's going to hook up with Jasper and the friends and stuff. And they're going to become friends and help him find his home again and stuff. So he may I be a reoccurring, no one was a reoccurring character. 
no one can steal this idea. It's already copyrighted right now. So yes, <laughs> I do love exactly. that. We yes, actually have, we have three-legged cats. I thought maybe you were going to have a, a, a tripod oh, animal there for me. <laughs> well, no, see, it's funny you should bring that up. And this takes me back to the chicken farm. And we had a three-legged chicken back in the day that we was part of the flock. And we decided to keep it as a pet. So wow, that was a wow. funny looking critter right there. That could be your next one after your sixth book. <laughs> <laughs> so as far as your book goes, did you have a book you wanted to share with us today? That you could yeah, read, I can read, read a, a portion? Read a That'd be awesome. Yeah, this is from the, the my newest, the, the, the second book, A Day to Beecher Jasper and Friends. And I've got that set up. I can read a couple of pages from that. Awesome. Um, just let me know when you want me to stop or I can just stop. Give us a, two, maybe three pages. Three pages worth would probably be pretty good. Or 30 seconds, sure. whichever's first. Yeah, I don't have a, a timer nearby, so I, 30 seconds is going to be a stretch. But I can even, I can read up to the point where they get ready to go out on their adventure here. Uh, so you ready to go? Ready to go. <laughs> All right. Jasper was really enjoying his new house when along came a new friend with his old friends and mouse. Squirrel said to Jasper, this is our new friend, Swan, and she just moved to our nice little pond. Hello, said Jasper, you really like it here. And he and his friends let out a big cheer. Welcome, Swan. Welcome, Swan. Swan told them all of the place she passed on her way, and they all decided to take an adventure one day. The next morning, Jasper was woken up by his good friend, Squirrel. Let's go on an adventure, he said with a twirl. Swan told them the place was not hard to reach, and she said, I'm not sure, but I think they call it a beach. A beach, they all thought. We've never heard of that. And Squirrel put an acorn shell on his head for a hat. I love it. I love it. You rhyme so well. Is it difficult for you? <laughs> yes. Is it? <laughs> I couldn't tell. <laughs> yes, I, uh, I, uh. I need some help on that, but we're we're getting there. Each book gets better. Okay, so I'm I'm not picking on you. I'm just super curious. So if you don't rhyme well, but you really come off as rhyming well, how do you write your story then? It's it's uh, the ideas come to me quickly, uh, and I if I rhyme better, I could probably write it a little bit faster. But I'll get an idea for like a line or two, and I'll be like, all right, how in the world am I going to make this rhyme? And uh, <laughs> so I try to I try to use uh, more common words at the end of the sentence. Mm. So I got a, more, a larger group of words to pick from to uh, to rhyme it. I didn't know to do that with my first book. I learned after the first book that that's what I needed to do with the second book. Uh, so yeah, it's a learning process for sure. Um, it was wild. Uh, matter of fact. Uh, learning process along that lines. When I did my first book, the illustrator's like, everything looks good. Uh, but illustrations, we need to need to give me uh, word pictures so the illustrator knows what to, uh, to put on the page. And I'm like, I have no idea what to do. Uh, so I thought for a minute, and I'm like, well, I live in a house. And the first book was The Night I Spent in a People House. So I started uh, going around my house with my camera down about knee high. and. Uh, Taking pictures of my own house. So actually, if, when you look at when you look at the first book and the pictures that are in there, are actually the inside of my house. 
uh, <laughs> the backyard is my backyard and that sort of thing. I'm sure my neighbors thought I was crazy. I walked <laughs> down the road to the little community pond we have here and took pictures down by the pond. It's, it's intimidating, but I think I worked through it. That was really smart, though, because I gave the illustrator the, the rabbit's eye view that you were trying to achieve. Yeah, they wanted to just do a, a written description, but it's like, I don't know what to do with that. So I just submitted pictures, too, hoping that they would make it to the illustrator, and they did. So that's kind of what I try to do now. But I still had to tell them, it's like, okay, put the rabbits here, put the squirrel there, you know, put this expression or and when you first start these things, it's like, you don't think of that. You just don't think about, okay, well, what expression does the squirrel have on his face? You know, it's like, <laughs> but you work through all that. How does the squirrel put the nut on its head? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, and uh, when I, what I really want to do, too, is with these books, uh, is I want the image to follow the, the story, the words. So even a child that can't read yet can pick up my book and enjoy it and follow along with the story, even though they can't read uh, again, I didn't know in my first book that that's what I wanted to do. I just kind of fell into it and realized I did it after the book was written. And I'm like, oh yeah, I probably should have thought about that. So I put more thought into that on the second book and the third book and following the following books. Do you feel like um, with each book you're trying to add in not just details, but kind of refocus it much more intentionally than your first book? Yeah, yeah. The first book was a. Uh, I thought it was going to be bought by family and stuff. And then it, it got such a following uh, it, with each book. Yeah. I tried to be more intentional with, uh, with the situations I put them in and that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. I always like to say, I don't really have a, a, a deep seated message in my books. My books are just simply uh, fun stories that let kids be kids. is kind of my tagline. I don't want to be at all wrapped around the actual about, Oh, he's trying to teach our kids this, or he's trying to teach our kids that. No, I don't, really get into any of that i'll get into a little bit of that with the christmas story because i want to do the santa claus and then i want to do the christian story at the end kind of amalgamate the two together yeah well and i think i think that books that are fun encourage reading you know if they can kids can be excited about reading something and walk away from it having had a positive experience where they laughed or they connected with the character or they enjoyed the funny story. That's that's valuable in itself as well. They don't all have to um, preach goals or have morals or, you know, it's nice if you get something like that out of it, but it doesn't have to be that. Um, so Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I do love that you're thinking through like what what groups you could incorporate into your books, though, too, or what situations, uh, new places um, like you were talking about the mole, you know, even even including people that maybe aren't included in other books, I think is really important too. Yeah, uh, and uh, kind of a little bit of forethought in my books in the uh, farm book, actually uh, in the background, and it's going to be called out in the book. A uh, a train goes by, and you know, woo, -woo you know that sort of thing. And I did that purposefully because I'm like, well, if I ever run out of ideas of where these folks can go. Well, now it's embedded in the story that there is a train right over there. And these critters can hop on that train at any point in time and take an adventure somewhere that they're not used to. So, Yeah, that's brilliant. That actually, because, <laughs> it, no, I'm being serious. It, it just opens up. You can hop on a train and go anywhere, like you said. So yeah. 
Uh, very smart. Yeah. I think that the more that you, you work with your books and you truly let your brain just go and think through not just one book, but the series of future books, it really does make, it helps that current book, but it helps to build more. So, yeah. Okay. The farm book. So I was curious, since you have a background in farming now, do you think that any of your books eventually will be about actual caring for animals? Uh, I don't know. The the farm book, as far as caring for animals, I mean, in the farm book, they will. They're going to go feed the uh, farm animals. And uh, so they're going to be caring for them that way, uh, giving water and that sort of thing. But as far as like uh, anything else, I I don't know that it's going to go any further than that. Um, Gotcha. Which is perfectly fine, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> so when you when you have interactions with your readers, and since you haven't done a lot of in-person readings yet, I'm just curious, what are you hoping the kids get from time, the time away? I just really hope uh, that they just enjoy the story and it brings a smile on their face. And like I said earlier, it just quiets the world. For them for just that five or ten minutes that they sit down and read with their parents, or I read to them, or, or whatever they read themselves. Uh, with the rhyming story the way it is, I'd like to think that it's going to help them learn to read. I'm by no way do I have any kind of education in that department. I don't have a degree. I'm just me, and so I don't really know how to go about all that stuff. But I think they are set up in such a way to where the, the way the the uh, the phrasing of the words and the sentences and stuff I think is uh, is going to help them along that path. Yeah, like you said, you were picking simple words, so hopefully they're predictable words in some way, but also they're simple enough exactly. that they can use that rhyme to help them read the next word. So I think that's yeah. that's very likely and very possible for for them for sure. So do you feel like there's a really big need right now for children's books in general? And I would like to think there is when it comes to these kinds of stories. Uh, if people want to try to teach their kids uh, some big idea or something, there's books out there for that. I think there is a real need for books that don't do that and just allow your, your child to just read and laugh at a funny story and then just enjoy the time with the book. Do you have a favorite book from when you were younger? I, uh, not from when I was real young. Uh, I, and I don't read a whole lot now, which would probably surprise people. But uh, when I was a when I was in high school, I was a big sci-fi nut, and I used to read Robert Heinlein. I think I'm saying his name correctly. Uh, he was a big sci-fi writer, and I think I read just about all his stuff back in the day. Interesting, interesting. Because sometimes those writers end up influencing us as children's book authors, but maybe not in this case. Yeah, not so much here, no. <laughs> Awesome. You're not awesome. going to space yet, anyway. <laughs> well, <laughs> that train could go to the space station. <laughs> so, okay, so we know there's at least five books ahead. Do you have any other plans for your books or for your your new children's book business? No. Well, I mean, I've had people who have looked at these books say, "I can see that as a Saturday morning cartoon." So, I mean, if I'm looking at a goal way down the road. Uh, if anybody out there is listening, you know, I'm just saying uh, that's in the back of my mind. Uh, I think it would make probably a really cool uh, 
Saturday morning cartoon. Uh, but that's uh, that's way down there. That's way out there. And yet not, you know, really, like you get these stories well, you going, know. you never know. And I can totally, I can see Jasper in the background. Um, I know on the podcast, you can't see Jasper, but uh, it's a really cute character. So my brain goes straight to, you know, um, stuffed animals and stickers and oh, bookmarks yeah. and all that kind of uh, product line as well. Oh, I've, I've got a, I've got a, what do you call it? Zazzle.com. Uh, I've got a store where you can get all the logoed stuff, uh, hats, t-shirts, uh, pillows, and I am looking into uh, stuffed Jasper, but they are extremely expensive to uh, to make. So right now we're on a little bit of a that's stalled. So, but we'll see. I don't give up. So not after happen. five books. After five books, Jasper <laughs> might be much cheaper. <laughs> exactly. Very good. Well, okay. I have grilled you, but I need to know one more thing. Where can they no find your books and fi- in? also find you and find more out about you sure uh let's start with books because that's the important thing uh you can get them pretty much everywhere uh online uh, amazon barnesandnoble.com books a million uh walmart.com they are literally uh everywhere and internationally too i mean there's bookstores that carry them down in australia uh on their web page it can be ordered all over the place so uh yeah, and also order them at your local bookstore. You can just go in there. Uh, since uh, I've got the distributor that I do, uh, most local bookstores order through Ingram. So just go in there and tell them that you want to order my book. They should be able to get it for you. And how about uh, for you? For me, I'm, uh, I'm just about every social media platform that I can be on just because I don't know any better. And uh, <laughs> I'm just trying to put my name out there as much as I can. I'm on Instagram, Twitter, uh, Facebook, uh, LinkedIn. I actually started a, a TikTok thing. I got a YouTube page. Uh, and I even dabbled in Reddit for a little bit, but that seems like that's not really a, I'm not getting much interest on there. So, but yeah, literally just about everywhere you can find me, type in my name, Douglas Berry, children's book author, and uh, all kinds of stuff's going to pop up now. Wasn't like that at first, of course, but I, I put a lot of effort into uh, increasing my uh, my social media footprint. Uh, so I can get out there. That's fabulous. So we'll look for Douglas Berry and we'll look for Jasper at the beach and you. The night I spent at the people house, both of those books will definitely leave reviews for you as well. Awesome. Yeah. The reviews are important for sure. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much, Douglas. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. This is a lot of fun for sure. Oh, thank you.